welcome to Atari Bytes, the show where we take a bite out of the story within a classic Atari 2600 game. It's 7600 this time. Well, occasionally we do 7800 games. We're not actually playing a 7800 game this week, but we're using the 7800 console. Uh, oh, um, yeah, I said in the book that you can use the 7800 console. Yep, this is episode 103, and if you couldn't guess... My co-host, Henry, is with us again this week. I'm a co-host. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, you're a co-host. All right, how's everybody been? It's January. It's super cold, at least where we live. What? Yeah. What's new? Nothing. Yeah? You got a space shuttle there. Out of Legos. Yeah, you built that out of Legos, didn't you? Yeah. I want to make cool. a life-size space shuttle out of Legos. A life-size space shuttle? That would take a lot of Legos. That would take a lot of Legos, yeah. I would be like in college if we started right now. If you started right now? Yeah, possibly. I would be like in college. Yeah. I would probably, I would be and like And your 50. mom and dad would be broke because Legos are really expensive. Not that much. If you buy like one Lego, it's like two cents. <laughs> and it's like two cents for like two pieces of gas. Uh, probably like 50 pieces of gas. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Well, we'll price Legos later. Right now, I think we should do some news. Let's see. Let's start with a Mad Mike Hughes update. Okay. Um, the news said it was cold. Um, you need to wear your hats and gloves. Bunch of other boring stuff. Blah, blah, blah. And then, I don't know. Wow. Thanks for that recap of current events. But I actually meant... A Mad Mike Hughes update, meaning a guy named Mad Mike Hughes. Yeah. So his name is Mike and he's mad? Well, they call him that anyway. Oh. I don't know if he's actually mad about anything. He's a mad scientist. So regular listeners to the podcast know I've been talking about this guy since before Thanksgiving. He you has have? a plan to launch himself into the upper atmosphere, like 1,800 feet in the air or something, on a homemade rocket that he's going to launch from his mobile home launch pad. And then he's going to take some pictures, and he's going to prove, he says, that the Earth is flat. It's this, not flat, it's round. Shockingly, this plan has not gotten off the ground, <laughs> literally, oh, yeah, as easily as one might think. It takes, like, five years to build, like, a single half of a space shuttle. Yeah. It and takes, it, like, ten years to Here, let's pause for a second thing. here. Let me ask my eight-year-old co-host, is the Earth flat? No, it's round. I already said that. <laughs> yeah, everybody... Except it seems flat. Eight-year-olds get this concept, but this very much adult male dude doesn't seem to get that. I so, thought you know that the, that the it's is round. First he ran into trouble because the government was saying, we're not going to let you do that, although apparently they couldn't point to a specific rule to say that he can't. They just knew that he should not do this. And then he ran into uh, mechanical problems. His mobile home broke down. Ooh. Um, oh, yeah. That's his fault. We're trying to build a rocket. And, and then he we're posted. We're trying to build a space shuttle. We're trying to inside his mobile home. And then he posted something that said it was too windy to launch. You know, too windy, man. Can't launch. And now, if you look at his Facebook page, he is saying that the plan is still a go. He apparently supposedly is in a in the process of signing a deal with something called noise n-o-i-z-e and you know when they can't spell noise that this is a totally legit reputable tv network noise it's called noise tv in Mm. las vegas 
I don't know what that is, but he's apparently got some deal. I don't even notice by noise. A gun dog does not. Right. He posted something on January 1st that said he's worked out a deal with these guys to launch, to, to do the launch live. And he's also going to host some sort of a TV program on this network, whatever it is, the, the week before the launch, whenever that's supposed to happen. He also has a new website coming. Uh, that's in how development is, right now. How will he be back in 10 days? It takes like... He'll be back in like... I take him like a day to get up like in 1,800 feet later. Take like some pictures and then come down. Yeah. Uh, like, he has a picture here that's a model of the rocket he's going to use to get, quote, to the edge of space. So in the Earth's atmosphere. No way, because it burned up. Because... Because when you're in the Earth's atmosphere and when you're entering the Earth's atmosphere, the astronauts, the space shuttle, but like it looks like a shooting star. That like it looks like like five shooting stars connected, shooting towards the Earth. Or like a fireball shooting towards the earth. It burn up. The best part of Mad Mike's Facebook page is reading the comments of other people about this project. Uh, it's pretty entertaining. So go follow if Mad I'd Mike have, on Facebook. If I had a phone, I would, I would say that it would burn up. And actually, well, that's, wait, what some no. of the, that's what some of the people are pointing out. Like who? I, I don't know. Just some of the people on here who are commenting on Mad Mike's plan. So apparently... Yeah, we hadn't heard anything for a while, but apparently the the launch to prove the Earth is flat is still going to happen. And it's that, still going to be proven that the Earth is down. Absolutely going to happen at some unspecified time. So yeah, it's going to be... Watch for that. He's going to find out that he... He's going to find out that he lost, like, millions of dollars just to prove... Just to see that he was wrong. Well... Yeah, apparently he doesn't have an eight-year-old advisor like we do here. Yeah, so. clearly he doesn't, he doesn't read any books. <laughs> clearly he doesn't read any books? No. He clear, <laughs> let me rephrase that. He clearly doesn't know anything about the Earth. Well, so did, we'll see, I if guess. Because if he didn't know anything about the Earth, he would know it was round, not flat. The dude needs to go up, some, go up in space and take pictures. Then then will then poo. Then oh no, Lottie wasted millions of dollars just to just to get just to be wrong. Hey Henry, while well, yeah? I'm looking for this email that I'm going to read to people, uh, how do we know that the Earth is round? Because pictures of satellites and astronauts went up in space prove that the Earth is round. You should know this. There's satellites that take pictures of the Earth, of the round Earth. Someone needs to tell a guy. That he, that he wasted millions of dollars for nothing, <laughs> just to get on. Well, Noise TV apparently is going to give him some money to put it on TV, so... Oh, jeez. <laughs> now, bill, now, like, billions of people are going to are gonna yell at their TV saying that he was wrong. Yeah? And then they're going to, and then, on, and then on TV, the Mad Mike... Is and then on TV he's gonna he's gonna put he's gonna let down like five million fans 
because he raised millions of dollars just to prove that he was wrong. All right, then. We will, of course, keep you posted uh, as we hear more about Mad Mike's adventures. If any of you are in uh, Las Vegas and you've heard of this noise TV, let us know what it is. I, I don't it's a TV channel. I know, but I'm guessing it's just a, is like a local cable thing or something. I, I don't know, but we'll see. The space shuttle needs to go get gas because uh, it doesn't even have a quarter of gas. In other news, we heard from Sean, friend of the show, Sean, host of co-host of Pie Factory and host of the Atari 7800 Homebrew Podcast. Uh, he had some thoughts about the Tapper episode. Of course, to celebrate New Year's, we played the game Tapper. Uh, he writes, Hi Bill, loved your take on Tapper for the 2600. Do have to say, though, with all the attention you gave to the Twin Galaxies World Record for the arcade version, surprised you didn't mention anything about the uh, Twin Galaxies Atari 2600 high score tracks, specifically the Pomeranian track. Or were you just eschewing that so Ferg could be the first 2600 podcast host to talk about it? Uh, as I wrote back to him, let's just say that's what I was doing. Did so, you, you know, you're welcome, Ferg. No, if I'm being honest, huh. and, you, you know, like it's just you and me, listener, so I know you won't tell anybody this, but I didn't know Twin Galaxies had an Atari 2600 high score track. You gotta come over here near the microphone, Henry. He's lying! My, as my co-host, you should know that by now. So, as I'm reading this email, I am feverishly trying to type into my search bar here. Yes. Yes, the person doesn't know. The, twin the person doesn't know what he's doing and he's flying the space shuttle with the top open. Oh, Henry has a Lego space shuttle update. His space shuttle commander is flying around in space, presumably with the uh, the top down, so to speak. And the top connects to the driver's box that was going to die. And good thing he shut it, he shut it off. Or else he would die. Yes. But good thing he has his helmet on. And I'm trying to put it back together. Okay, so I have pulled up the Twin Galaxies Atari 2600 VCS Tapper Rescue Pomeranian Tapper points. So, game name, Tapper. Description, Rescue Pomeranian Tapper points. I have no idea what any of this means. Hey, what? Why are you eating it? Score type. Due to invisible timer leeching, is not a concern. No known glitches exist. Must be a real console. Must be original game. No EverDrives or similar devices. Even playing on the Atari adapter for the ColecoVision is banned. Only original game on an Atari, on an actual Atari 2600, Atari VCS, or Sears Telegames is allowed. There are 55 world records. Snowflake is the verified senior member. Show more. Yes, please. Yeah, so we Dude, did. your spaceman took his helmet off. That's probably not good in space. He's not in space. He's in a satellite. And I'm trying to put a jetpack on. He doesn't want to cooperate with me. I have no permission to vote this track. Ha! Well, fine. I didn't want to vote in your stupid track. Yes, you did. <laughs> Admit it. Admit it. Did not. You liar. Did not. Liar. Oh, come on. Alright, well, I will look at this more later. I just wanted to prove to Sean that I could find this thing. I am very, very confused what the rescue Pomeranian thing is all about. It's blah, 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 blah. Um, when I think Pomeranian, I think of those tiny little dogs. And I, I'm very confused. So, 
Uh, I would imagine I'll get now another email from Sean. Satellite. Now he's in space. And now he's freaking out because he just got because he just got hit by an asteroid. Bummer. And now so, he's back up. I'm expecting and before. Now, and now he got hit by another asteroid in another. I'm guessing after this episode drops, I will get another email from Sean uh, letting me know that I don't know what I'm talking about, yeah. which is not a shock to me, and he yeah, will he will educate me. It's so true. look forward to that next episode. It's true. All right, what else is going on? Oh, man. The X-Files is back. As I record this episode, the first episode of season 11 of the X-Files has dropped, and it is, uh, it has made some waves. I liked it. It felt much more X-Files-ish than uh, the start of Season 10 did. They clearly have blown the dust off and they have figured out again how to make the X-Files. But at the same time, it's also clear that it's been, you know, 20 years uh, since the X-Files, more than that even, since the X-Files was a thing. So, so it's not the same show, but it feels very much like the same show. Uh, it made some waves uh, with some controversial uh, statements that characters made. I'm trying not to say too much because I know some of you may not have seen it yet and others of you don't care. Uh, and yeah, like me. Some of the hosts in the room have younger ears. So I get why some of it was controversial given the current political and uh, social climate that we live in. But I do think overall that it was a good episode uh, I think they figured out how to make the show again, and I am very much looking forward I really, to next week. And if I you don't guys, really care about it. And Henry doesn't really care about it. Uh, if you guys would like to email me with your thoughts about The X-Files, I would be happy to talk about it more next episode, give more of you a chance to have watched it. Because um, I am enjoying it, and I think maybe after a couple episodes are under our belts, we'll have a better idea of where this season's going to go. Pew, pew. So, uh, I'm going to stop there because the space shuttle is shooting me. Now the space shuttle has landed on my head. I have totally lost control of this show, apparently. So, with that in mind, let's move on to this week's game. And the pilot just lost control of the space shuttle. Because he spilled some of his pop on the controls. Man. Yeah. Alright. Yes, he's a very bad pilot. This week's game is... Maze Craze! Maze Craze from Atari. Dun, dun, dun. From Atari, 1978. 1978? You remember 1978, Henry? No. I wasn't even born. <laughs> it was a crazy time, wasn't it? You were like... No, I don't even know. You were like... You were like one year old. No, you were I was... born in like 1977. No, I was a little older than that. Oh, oh. I was... Oh, 1971. In 78, I was seven oh. years old. Oh, so 1971. Yes. Oh. So my age. How, how old are you? Eight. So, Duh. no. So, no. Seven is not your age. Your age is eight. You just oh, said that. Oh, I thought you said you... Oh. Where are you going now? I don't know. Come here. What? We're not, not going to do your chores. We're, <laughs> we're not done yet. Come Unless on. Unless you pay me money. Alright, let's talk about how you play Maze Craze. How do you play Maze Craze, Henry? I don't know. You played it. How do you play it? I don't have the papers. Alright, so we're using the joysticks, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. We actually used the 7800 no, controllers. No, joysticks. We didn't use the joysticks, actually. We used the 7800, the uh, the, the straight-up crappy 7800 controller. Yeah. And it then wasn't that crappy. A Sega Genesis controller with the Aladdin adapter on it. Yeah. That, uh, that but one's crappy, If you're the, playing on the 2600... The one that I was using that looks like an actual video game controller isn't crappy. Right. So... It's a two-player game. You can play with just one person, but it's a little it awkward. So each player yeah, controls. Each player controls a blue or red cop. Your cop's B is a maze of city blocks, and you must move the cop from the left side of the maze to the exit on the right, as shown in the diagram. Here, take a look. Good job. All right. Like I said, it's time. They can't see <laughs> To move the cop, push the joystick forward, backward, left, or right. To press. Uh, press the red controller button to select a new maze for the game you've just completed. Use the features offered in some games. See the game variation section for a detailed breakdown of these features. Um, you're a cop confronting danger and suspense as you and your opponent wind your way across the city blocks. The first player to reach the exit on the right side of the maze wins the game. Throughout the game you may encounter armed robbers, blockades, and other obstacles to prohibit you from finishing your beat. So in the game, you hear the footsteps of the cops, the sound effects when someone bumps into a dead end, and the special sound effect when someone exits from a maze. You also experience the unique sound that occurs when a robber captures, captures a cop. The number at the top center of the playfield represents I mean, the game number. a cop number. captures a robber. The speed is represented by the number at the top left of the playfield. One for medium, two for fast, three for slow, and four for calculatingly slow. We played when we did the field yeah. report on medium. No, nobody's going to... When it's in your car, because you said when, when you're doing the like special sound effect, you said when the, when the robber catches the cop, it's the cop, it's when the cop catches the robber. But in the game, in some of the game variations, the robber can catch the cop. They can't? Hmm? We didn't and play that one for the field report, but... Then does the cop still keep going? Yes. Oh. During some of the games, all or some of the city blocks may suffer blackouts. The top right number on the screen represents the amount of the maze you can see during a game. One, uh, all of the maze is visible. Uh, setting number two, a small portion of the maze is invisible. Uh, three, the danger increases with a large portion of the maze invisible. And number four is the ultimate in suspense. Alfred Hitchcock, just kidding. The ultimate in suspense with all of the maze invisible. When a cop exits any of the invisible mazes, the maze appears on the screen. To select a game number, speed, and visibility, press the select switch. All the available game numbers are vi and visibility numbers will appear for each speed, beginning with speed number one. Continue to press the switch until the combination of speed, game, and visibility you desire appears at the top of the screen. Each game offers different variations or features which can assist or hinder you in finding your way out of the maze. If you play on a capture setting, you have to capture three robbers before you can win the game. Yeah, that's what me and Sophie um, do. That's what we did for the field report. Uh, move your cop yeah, toward the robber and make contact. Now for the field report, we need the vision where some of the maze was invisible and he had to catch robbers. Yeah, that's true, yes. Get it correct. During games that feature capture, color-coded bars appear for each player at the top of the screen. Each time you capture a robber, the appropriate bar disappears. Depending on the game you're playing, two, three, or five robbers appear on the right side of the screen. They're lurking around corners waiting for you. If they touch you, you automatically are knocked out of the game and you lose. Wounds. 
You're paralyzed after robbers touch you. Only after a few moments will you regain strength, and then you can gradually move at your normal speed. A wounded cop continues to move in the same direction that he was headed when wounded. Only at the next intersection can you change the cop's direction. Ooh. Your cop cannot exit the maze until your opponent is knocked out of the maze by the robbers. And then you are the champion! With the blockades, you can confuse your opponent by leaving a blockade resembling a dead end in the maze. He can go through it, of course, but blockades can be a useful strategy. Press the red controller button to leave a blockade. When you set up a new blockade, the previous one disappears. We didn't do the blockades when we played. Automatic peak. This is your way out of the darkness. Oh man, I've been looking for that my whole life. During, invis during invisible mazes or blackouts... You just turn on the light. <laughs> it's simple. Up here, man. Wait, no, it's That's bad. Audible high five. Wait, no, ah, that was bad. Yeah. Alright. Got it! During invisible mazes or blackouts, the computer flashes the complete maze on the screen every few seconds. Try to recognize the way out before your opponent. Player peek. During invisible games, a player can peek at the complete maze by pressing the red controller button. The maze remains on the screen the momentarily. If you're playing one of the games where the whole maze is invisible, you press the button on your controller and the maze appears for just a second. It's called the player peek. During invisible mazes, your cop has a partner or scout, if you're playing one of the scout games, who moves ahead of him. The scout randomly leads the way, but you are free to ignore his suggestions. All of the 16 Maze Craze games have four visibility options. Game 6 and 7 feature additional variations. Game 6 with visibility 1 is a 5 robbers game variation. My head hurts. What? My head hurts now. Oh. Game 6 with all other visibilities is a player peak game variation. Game 7 with visibility 1 combines the 5 robbers and terror game variations. Game 7 with all other visibilities is a scouts game variation. All other games allow you to choose your visibility options. See Game Matrix for game variations. With two, you get egg roll. Wow. I am super confused, Henry. How about you? This chart? This chart looks like... Let me like, see that chart. Yeah. Well, wait. That chart. Let's show everybody. Yeah. Alright, take a look, everybody. Still! Like, can't see it! Get it right! <laughs> So Maze Craze uh, is a 4K cartridge for the Atari Video Computer System, developed by Rick Morer and published by Atari in 1978. Though primarily a two-player game, any of the variations that don't involve interaction with the second player can be played solo. Sears retitled Maze Craze as Maze Mania for its telegame system. Morer had been working on a clone of Space Invaders for the 2600, but because no one at Atari seemed interested in it, he looked for a new project. He took inspiration from the Fairchild Channel F Maze cartridge, by Mike Glass, resulting in Maze Craze. He later completed his version of Space Invaders for the 2600, which was officially licensed from Taito and became a major hit for the system. 8-Bit Central called Maze Craze a wonderful example of a simple game with loads of options that will delight players in head-to-head -head competition. It's easy to overlook that this game is a one-trick pony in which players race to the beast first to solve the maze. If you read the manual and give the title a chance, you discover a whole new perspective to the seeming simplicity. If you just fire up this cart with a friend, it seems like a simple race to see who can find the maze's exit first. But read your manual or find a PDF of it as needed to see what wonders you're missing out on. Did you know your character's a police officer? <gasps> this is a much different game than I was wearing. Henry apparently didn't know that. 
I did know that. There's an obvious simplicity to the game, but here's a mental trick to give it a better perspective. Upon first glance, the screen looks like any of the maze books you may have taken a pencil to as a kid. If you think of it as the winding city streets that are part of your police beat, it seems less like a kiddie maze. There's a lot more to maze craze than you might have thought. We won't say it rivals Warlords, but it's a great head-to-head -head game for two. Maze Craze has 16 game variations to give it a lot more engaging play with two players. From invisibility to chasing down robbers or getting killed by robbers, this is a much better game than you might think of at first glance. Great fun. Did you rate it fun? Hmm? Did you rate it fun? Did I rate it fun? Yeah, you said rate fun. Great fun. That's what oh, this reviewer said. Great said. fun. I thought you said rate fun. The A to Z of Atari 2600 Games Volume 1 writes, gives the game 7 out of 10 stars and writes that Maze Craze proudly proclaims on its box that it features 256 video games. It's quite a simple game, but has some really nifty programming hidden inside it. The best play is a two-player game, as two of you compete to see who can get through the maze the fastest. There are little features, like being able to lay blockers to create dead ends and wound the other player. Another blah, variation blah, has you blah, running blah. around an invisible maze. Blah, 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 blah. At the heart of the game is a clever piece of code that creates a random maze each time you play very advanced for the 7800. It's never going to blow you away with its minimalist graphics and sounds, but the random nature of the gameplay provides great lastability. Alright, so with that, after the break, does this maze amaze or just leave us crazed? Hey, coming up with witty transitions is hard. Much like hide-and-seek, doing your own taxes, getting lost for the day, I feel like Cops and Robbers is a game that went by the wayside with my childhood. But now it's back in Atari form with Maze Craze. In maze, maze form. In, in, uh, in amazing maze form. Uh, helping me out uh, in the field today, we have Henry and Sophie. Uh, should we play some Cops and Robbers? It's Maze Craze. Uh, I'm terribly sorry, yes. Uh, we're playing game number four on uh, medium speed setting. Uh, this means we've got full view of the maze. We've got some uh, robbers to catch. Uh, it's going to be dramatic and intense, I'm sure. So, take it away, guys. Oh, uh, okay. We need to restart. Yep. Wait, no, that's not, that's not how it, that's not what. Yeah, there you go. No. Oh, crap. Well, that's okay. Henry uh, flipped the setting, so we're actually we've got a partial maze visible in this one. That's okay. Oh. Uh, you press the button, then you can see you get a peek for just a second of what the maze looks like. There you go. What do you think it'd be like if real cops could only see part got of it. the part of the city when they're walking? We've played other games with, with sort of like mazes in them. Remember combat with the tank? Wow, yeah, that's the thing about these games. They're pretty short. Remember combat? I went victory dance. Man, I wish this was a YouTube video podcast so you could all see that. Um, just imagine an eight-year-old boy shaking his booty. 
and you get the idea. Alright, back to you in the studio. I'm a policeman dressed in blue. Here are some things I like to do. Direct the traffic in your town. Help to keep you safe and sound. It's my job, and I like it fine. No one has a better job than mine. I'm a policeman dressed in blue. I want to be a friend to you. You can see me every day. I will wave my hand and say, It's my job, and I like it fine. No one has a better job than mine. So here's the thing about Maze Craze. Henry, do you like this game? Yeah, sure. Why kind of. Wow, that was a ringing endorsement. Why do we sort of kind of like this game? I don't know. Well, what'd you like about it? I don't know. Alright, here's my thing. I think it really is just a maze game. The cops and robbers thing doesn't really grab me, I guess. Um, I kind of feel like all the nifty little 256 game variations thing is just kind of like when you go to a fast food place and they've got the huge board up on the wall with all the different combo menus. Um, it's all kind of variations on the same thing, right? Burgers and fries. So uh, I, I guess all that's fine, but I, I, I guess I'm not blown away by this game. To be fair, I don't know if these, any, any of these other reviewers really were either. They just kind of, I think they everyone understands this is a maze game with a little bit of uh, mental window dressing. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's kind of what we do on this show, right? We add some mental window dressing with the little stories that we come up with. Um, Henry, I think, has just come up with a nifty idea. He's got out the uh, Tim Lapatino... Art of Atari book. Are you looking for Maze Craze? Yep. Alright, stand by. Because I don't remember if Maze Craze is in there. That's what I'm looking. Nope. Here, can I see? Table of Contents doesn't have it. Okay. Let's try this. You know, no slight to Maze Craze intended, but the art is not necessarily blow you away level. Um, oh, you know what, Henry? What? It is in here couple of different pages. Page 85, for you keeping score at home. Just give me the, just give me the book. Just a minute. Okay. I'm, I'm using my finger as a bookmark. Oh. So there's the the uh, artwork on the box. We don't have the box. We just have the cartridge. So there's what the, but there's what the box front looked like. Actually, the picture on the cartridge is kind of like that, too. And then the other page, and this is all fascinating for you guys listening to an audio podcast, as we look at pictures. Um, page 248. Page 248 is the start of the artist profile on James Kelly, and it appears that among the games he worked on were Dodgem, Galaxian, Maze Craze, Pele Soccer, and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Alright. So, Henry? Yeah. We're told that the people who made this game made it more than just a maze game. There's a whole cops and robbers story. Yes. So what is the cops and robbers story that know. they're trying to tell? 
Well, who are I'm the cops? You. Yeah. And who else? Another person. Okay. And who are they chasing? Robbers. It's, it's simple. Yeah, but why are the who are the robbers? What did they What did the they people, do? I don't really know. Yeah. They're running around the maze. Why are they running around the maze? I don't really know. Maybe they're Stop on. Asking me these questions. <laughs> Maybe it's like. No, I'm going to tell you. Maybe it's like space... Yeah, you said you're going to tell me, and then you don't know. Maybe it's like space aliens I don't made know, up a... They're not space aliens. What they think is it... They're what? not space aliens. They're robbers. Get it straight. No, but what if... But what if space aliens made up a, a, what they think is a city, but they made a maze instead, because they don't know how cities really work, so... And then they, they they picked up like a cop and a robber from Earth and put them in this fake city that's actually a maze. So? So? Why would they do that? It doesn't show that. How do, they, how do you know? No, it I'm just guessing. Maybe that's what happened. It doesn't even... It, it's not what happened. Maybe the cops are like... It's not what happened. Okay. You seem pretty sure about that. So what did happen? I don't really know, but that I know... I know that didn't happen. Alright, so you don't like that story? Yes. Okay. I hate it. <laughs> wow. Alright, so how about this? How about the cops? Are Basil so named... I already hate it. <laughs> nah, but he's he's named after Basil Rathbone. I already hate who it. Who played Sherlock Holmes in a series of really blah, blah, classic blah, 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 blah. black and white Sherlock Holmes movies. I where Sherlock Holmes is running around in World He's War II. He's probably dead. Which would make him the Victorian-era detective like 100 it. years old. I already hate it. And for the record, uh, you're correct. He is dead. So, um, all right. So he's not named after Sherlock Holmes. Maybe yeah. his name is Henry. The cop's name is Henry. Just stop talking. Maybe it's you as an adult. Maybe you're a cop, and you're trapped inside this. You're trapped inside this space rich. alien maze. Doesn't even say anything about who's which. Well, that's um, that's part of the fun of making the story. Yeah. How about? You don't need to make five million stories and ask me five million questions. Have you ever heard this show? That's kind of what we do. All right, smart guy, you tell me the story of Maze Craze. I don't really know. It's just people made it, uh, and just people made a video game called Maze Craze there. Hmm. What if... Stop asking me the question. What if the robbers are the good I guys? I stop asking me these questions. No, I'm just thinking out loud. What if the robbers are the good guys? Okay, you're thinking your head. This is a podcast, dude. If I just think in my head, then nobody, they're just listening to silence. So, you can, you can take the question in your head and then say it out loud. This is why I usually work alone, folks. Yeah, because they don't, cause they don't want Henry to correct you. <laughs> yes, I don't want Henry to correct me. Like, every five seconds. This will teach me not to do my homework. I didn't have a little story prepared. I thought my creative co-host would bail me out and come up with a little story for me. Yeah, I can't. Alright, come here and do it then. But I can't. But, because you keep asking me these questions. Alright. Well, go ahead. I'll be, I'll be quiet. You just tell me the story. We need to change the fishy's water after this.
Okay, you just, I'll be quiet and you just tell me a story. So, there was a kid. So, there was a cat that bit a cop, that bit a cop's foot, and bit another cop's foot. And so I ran into a building, a big giant building. That was a big giant building with the maze in it. With a big giant maze in it. And there were robbers running around the maze. And then, and then, instead of the human cops, just kitty cops. And then, the kitty cops, when they caught the robber, they put them in a tushy. And then they went. Wow. There's my story. That was, uh, that was, stun that was stunningly simple. Kind of like maze craze. So that oh. is very <laughs> Henry's yeah, very confident I in his it. Henry's very confident in his storytelling skills. All right. Yeah, well, because I, I don't tell stories like yours. All right. Now that we have uh, brought this uh, it's time for the closing. Now that we've brought this ship in for an incredibly rocky crash landing, and have crawled from the wreckage, it's time to put out the flames and end this episode. I think. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> All right, and that's our show. My thanks, first of all, to my uh, hostage co-host, Henry. What do you mean, hostage co-host? <laughs> I think people listening. People listening to this are gonna think that I'm like making you be here. You're like a hostage. I swear, listeners, I I didn't like duct tape him to the Atari or anything, so it's okay. Oh, yeah, because I couldn't be watching this video over here, and you know, later, if we duct tape till, if we duct tape me till the other time, and I would just rip, oh, the, my. I would just rip the duct tape off. It's simple. I'm going to have to go back to drinking while I record. All right. Thanks to Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com for Creative Commons' use of his songs, Reformat, Pinball blah. Spring, and Take a Chance. You can find show notes on this episode and many others at atarybytes.lipson.com, as well as links to uh, social media and all that stuff. You can email the show at atarybytes2016 at gmail.com. You can like the show on our Facebook page. You can follow the show on Twitter at ataribytes. And Or follow me personally at Carnival of Glee. And as you know by now, in a bold leap into 2010, Atari Bytes is also now on Instagram. It is not 2010. That's, that's why it's funny, Henry. It's eight, eight years after 2010. Yes. You can find Atari Bytes uh, on iTunes, Stitcher, years. Spotify, SoundCloud, Google eight, Play Music, iHeartRadio, and many, eight many eight other years places. And six days. And don't, and don't forget to make your way th through the iTunes maze to leave a crazed, but cogent and eloquent show review. Also, you can support the show financially on our Patreon page, or by picking up Atari Bytes merchandise at Zazzle.com, A-B underscore pod underscore store. Links to all of that in the show notes. Along blah, 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 the end. And if you have time, check out my other show. It's a podcast, Charlie Brown. New episodes drop on the 15th of every month. Next time on Atari Bytes. This is kind of... This is kind of a milestone. So... Because the next episode... Uh, of this show, episode is... episode 104, drops around, not, not on, but close to January 24th, 2018, which will be the second anniversary of the very first time an episode of this podcast dropped in uh, 2016. 
So I thought as a way to celebrate. Do a celebration on your podcast for every two hundredth episode. I thought to as a way to celebrate the most popular podcast in the known universe. And not the most popular podcast in the known universe. I thought we would go ahead and play the most reviled Atari game in the known universe, Amadar. That, Whoops, that's sorry. the most reviled um, Atari game in the universe. Neither is the podcast. Whoops, sorry. I meant E.T. That's the game that we're going to do. E.T., the extraterrestrial. So phone home, Can fortify you yourself. Alien? Fortify yourself with some Reese's Pieces and join us. And that's the allergic to one. <laughs> yes. Don't eat the Reese's Pieces if you're allergic. Thank you, Henry. Then get some... And if you're allergic to one, we need to get some cake. We need cake. Good advice. Also yeah, good advice. I made it. Until next time, go play some old games. Well, I missed you. Oh, oh, oh.